Welcome to Sports and Songs, episode number 24. We're in season two. It's your co-hosts, Dan and Andy here. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good. How about you? Good. Uh, season two, episode number 24. Today is May 7th, 2021. We're going to be covering some trivia, some sports, album of the week review, some music concerts. We've got football, FCS football, lots of baseball, and... Where would even you like for the trivia question. Yes. Go ahead. We have a five-year anniversary today. Of what? One of the greatest sports moments there is. Greatest sports moments. What is it? That is Bartolo Colon's home run five years ago today. Oh yes, the big man. Back when the Grom had hair. Look at that. Big sexy. Big, sexy, rounding the bases. Look at the dugout. They love it. Yeah. Like he's done it before. No cocky celebration, nothing. For the listeners out there that aren't familiar, what position does he play? Uh, he was a pitcher. And not the best hitting pitcher in the world. Long-time pitcher, but National League, they got a, they got a bat. And yeah. uh, for a big, heavy-set guy, he, he could hit some home runs. So five who, years ago today. Who was pretty long in the tooth at the time, too. He crushed it. He tatered that one. So happy anniversary to Big Sexy, five years ago today. He's always uh, good good for a chuckle, kind of like the twins, uh, uh, Willens Ostadillo, Ostadillo, yes. you know. He's always, Same type of always some yep. good humor there, always some good, uh, some flash. Yes. They're not but, the most graceful, but very good athletes. All right, should we start with the trivia? Trivia question, back to the schedule format here. So the trivia this week, for those of you following FCS football, we're into the semifinals. Now, the Bison, you know, got beat last week. Sorry to say, Andy. Yeah, we, a lot of the, we admit it, the, yeah. A lot of the NDSU faithful. And they're not going to be in the Final Four this year. Now, they've, they've won it eight out of the last nine years, I believe. Yep. They're not even in the Final Four. So the good thing, we're going to have new teams, new fresh blood. Not altogether new. You know, James Madison's in it. Sam Houston's yeah. kind of a regular. South Dakota State. The Bunnies. The trivia question will center around FCS football, in particular the South Dakota State Jackrabbits or the Bunnies. This is the third time, actually, they've made it to the semifinals. The two prior times they lost. If they win tomorrow, they'll go to the championship game, first time ever in their history. So here's the question. They've been to the semifinals before, lost both times. Who did they lose to? Can you name the opponents Ooh. that South Dakota Jackrabbits lost to in the semif national semifinals? I'll think of that. I got one. I'll have to think about the other one. All right. So that's the question. Speaking of history and people who've been there before, speaking of great hitters like Bartolo Colon, Albert Pujols was released by the Angels today, or this week. Um, Albert's had a great career. Most of it was with the, the Cardinals beforehand, and then the Angels paid him for what he did, and he just kind of dropped off. I mean, he still put up great numbers, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't up there like he was with the Cardinals. Now, with him being released – there is rumors the Cardinals might sign him. There's some, like five other teams that might sign him. And, of course, the Yankees' name always comes up and stuff like that. Pujols' career is one of those who last year 
during the pandemic with the shortened season kind of affected him on like milestones. Here's where he sits on milestones for some of the major hitting excuse me, categories. Total career hits, of course, Pete Rose is first with 4256. Albert's 14th with 3253. He's two away from tying Eddie Murray at 13. Um, he's at 3253. I mean, the Paul Molitor's 10th at 3319. So someone can sign Albert this year. He can get top 10 this year. He could get another half, you know, 60 hits, no problem. So that's one category there. Um, career leader in runs scored. Of course, Ricky is first with 2295. Albert's 15th with 1852. And he needs seven more to tie Mel out at 14th. So still. Top 15 all time for runs scored. That's great, great stats. Home runs. Uh, he's not going to catch Barry at 762. No, he's not going to catch Barry. He's fifth, though, with 667. He needs 29 more to tie A Rod for fourth. Signs a two year deal. Can he get 29 in two years? You know, who knows? Nelly Cruz is doing it here. Does he sign somewhere for the, does he sign with the Royals to get uh, newfound blood in? Pop two dozen this year yet? Who knows? You know, um, RBIs. He's third overall. Um, he needs 102 to tie Babe Ruth for second place. That could be a stretch, but maybe a, a two-year contract somewhere. He does it. Um, he needs 102 to tie Babe Ruth and um, just 185 to tie Henry Aaron for first. So maybe a three-year deal to get first, but maybe a two-year deal. He gets another 100 and gets a second place in RBIs. Total bases, he's fifth. He needs 21 more for fourth place. Um, he's 45 more, or I'm sorry, about 100 more, 111 more to have Willie Mays for third. So, again, a year or two deal there, who knows? Um, good luck to Pujols. I'd like to see him sign somewhere else. I hate to see a guy's career like that go, oh, you were cut, you know, a couple dozen games into the year, and nothing happens. I hope he gets a cup of coffee somewhere else to finish off. Um, like any other sport, you know if he signs somewhere else, he's going to get that charitable all-star game vote or be added on. I like to see him with the one more all-star game. As much as I'm not a fan of the, hey, you were an all-star years ago, you're just dragging your career on. When it's their last year, they get the ceremonial all-star game. I'm okay with that. That's kind of a nice send-off. But the only way he'll get those total at-bats, those RBIs, those hits, as long as Angel Hernandez is not an umpire for one of his games. Wow. Yes, I did see that video. For the Royals game? Well, he's just had a bad couple of weeks. Um, he's the one who cost the guy for uh, Detroit a no-hitter a few years ago. Um, he's just – how this man still has a job, I have no idea. Um, teams are filing complaints against him. Now, the video when I saw it, of course, I saw it from the Royals announcers, so they were kind of all really jumping him. The stadium it was at – the announcers even said in defense of Hernandez, it's hard to see the ball against those LED lights on the outfield wall where we got all the scoreboards and advertisements and everything else like that. I don't know. Maybe during, during play, do they make those go black and just run it in between innings? I don't know. But they're showing stuff up there. Angel Hernandez is claiming he lost sight of the ball in the lights. Obviously, it was not caught. He called it an out. More runs should have scored, but the other arms did step up, and they, re they reversed it best they could anyway, you know. Um, and it's not just dumb luck that he's getting these bad calls. 
where bad things are happening in games he's in. He admitted he guessed were his words. I guessed. You're a major league umpire. You don't guess. If you were an NFL umpire and you guessed, guarantee you would not have a job anymore. Um, hockey's got problems with some guys right now for refs, but I'm sure he won't last very long. Basketball doesn't put up with that stuff. No pro sport should put up with that. Umpires or referees should not be guessing. You know. Um, yeah, maybe you err on it. Well, we'll call it out. We could always give him a double. So you let it go and find out he was out. That's better here because if, if you would let the ball play run and they're going to say, hey, he caught that, and they review it, they can say, okay, he's out, everybody back to the positions there were. You can't say all oh, double runners advance two bases. Okay, maybe if I was a guy at first, he had two bases. But if you got a speedy guy on their head, he's scoring. He's gone on the crack of the bat. That kind of, you know, bothers me there on that stuff. No, but, I got a, I got a thing to jump in yeah. there, Andy. Yeah. Uh, I, I did see the video, and for the listeners out there, uh, he ejected the manager and the pitching coach yeah. in the inning um, after a single play. They got mad. They got things got heated. Uh, he ejected both of them. But then in the very same inning, the pitcher then gives up a hit. The, the pitcher kept his mouth shut, gives yep. up a hit. The new acting manager yanks him out to bring in someone from the bullpen. He goes and then lets it fly to the ump, and he gets thrown out. Now, he's already out of the game. He just got called out. Yeah. So he, he, he doesn't have a need to zip it anymore. So he opened it up and let him have it and got called. So yep. now other than some fines, that doesn't hurt him at all. Doesn't nope. he's already out of the game? Uh, the damage had been done. Yeah. Um, you know. You know. More do more pitchers do that? Do you ever see that uh, a situation like this where they're they're best they're festering all game and then they get yanked out and then they let the umpire have it because it doesn't have any. I, no, I've seen it before, but no once a month you see it. If you watch the highlights all the time, you'll see it. But once a month, a guy will be, he's getting hosed on calls, or if he doesn't come out for the seventh inning, he'll bark from the bench. You know and get tossed out well you see that every now and then yeah. maybe a handful of times a year um more often with the bigger name pitchers kind of like in a way with a bobby cox or tom kelly or ron garner get booted to fire up the team and then those pitchers kind of take that on themselves as kind of a hey it's a close game i could i'm guessing that's why you do it yeah you get the frustration but you know what why why bother oh you got thrown out you're already out you know but yeah, said, other, other than the fines and the financial fines, there's really yeah. not anything to it. But but for those who I'm didn't sure see you can it, pass it was, the hat in the locker room and pay that, no problem. It was yeah, it's small potatoes. Uh, yeah, but all these took place in one inning, one one inning, three ejections, and it got pretty heated, all because of uh, Angel Fernandez, and he has kind of a history of you know, yep. blown calls. So, and you know, because he, he should know the rules. Speaking of knowing the rules, here's my segue to Tony Larusa. Ah, I saw this yeah, today. I'm on it today, man. The sun is shining. I'm kicking out everything. Uh, Coach LaRusso, he had a front office gig with the Diamondbacks for a while. He was a great manager with the Cardinals and the A's and the White Sox even back in the day. Well, he's not used to these new overtime rules or extra inning rules. Um, in football, you hear this with players. I mean, uh, Rosselberger mentioned a couple times he didn't know the overtime rules as a player. Okay, as a player, you still need to know them. 
right now you're the manager you're a <laughs> hall of fame manager three rings dynasty teams front office job with the major league baseball hall of famer and you don't know the rules uh, granted it's a kind of obscure rule but okay maybe you're a little separated and you know you're coming back just as the name you put other people on the bench to know the stuff for you that's what your bench coach is for that's what maybe your pitching coach or hitting coach should know these rules for you what happened is and before well, the rule is when you go in the extra innings the ghost runner second they call it is the last out from the inning before he goes in well what well, happened is because of some changes they'd made and things that happened that position happened to be the pitcher liam hendricks from the australian baseball league which we've covered um you spit the a's last year now he went to the white Sox. so hendricks is now supposed to be the pinch runner rule states the runner placed on second base at the start of each half inning will be the player that is batting order immediately preceding the half innings leadoff hitter or pinch runner. However, if the player that in the batting order immediately preceding the half inning leadoff hitter is the pitcher, a pinch runner may be placed at second base. So he could have put a pinch runner instead of the pitcher. He didn't know that. He sends a relief pitcher out there, which would be like sending Bartolo Colon out there. Liam's not the most athletic. He's a relief pitcher. He's not. And, and no worry about pitchers, pitcher relievers. They don't bat. They don't run. That's not his thing. Now, so he's out there. They try to do it. He, he can't advance on a sack fly. Being a pitcher, he's not familiar with that. Bad stolen base attempt. That didn't work out. Because La Russa didn't know he could have put a pinch runner in. Again. Yeah, the White Sox are still first. They're getting kind of the okay on it, but still. You got to know the rules, man. It's interesting that he didn't know the rules because things like that is something they go over in the off season. Uh, right. Your bench coach, your other players will know about it. They'll at least consult you on it before you make the decision. And maybe did they do that? And he turned it down and then said later it was my fault. He, yeah. He's just saying he didn't know the rule. So either they but tried the, to tell him. But the quote, I didn't know the rules coming from yeah. a manager and a hall of fame uh, manager. It's just, yeah. it's, it's so far out there. It's, it's goofy. Right. Yeah, if, if he wants to blame his managers, um, Chili Davis and Tom Slater of the Mets are looking for jobs right now. Chili Davis, uh, Mets hitting coach, and Tom Slater, the assistant coach, were both let go this week. Um, some people are saying Chili Davis was let go a little prematurely, um, but it's one of those things. The team's not hitting. Hmm, the hitting coach must go. If your goaltending stinks in hockey, the goalie coach goes. If the special team's problems in football, the special team coach goes. Mets weren't hitting this year. Sorry, Chili Dog, you're out of a job. Chili's a good coach. I wouldn't worry about him now. He'll find work. He'll be somewhere next year. If he doesn't finish off the year at Fox or CBS or something like that, maybe, who knows. Um, but Chili will find a job next year, maybe in the minors as a head coach, who knows. But I wouldn't worry about him for a job right there. Chili will be fine. Um also, there's word Manny Ramirez has been popping off that he wouldn't mind joining the Mets. But he never said if he'd be as a player or coach. He just said he wouldn't mind joining the Mets. See, Bobby Valentine. Uh, I think it'd just be a circus if he joined. Um, nothing against Manny. is a nice guy. You're wrong, but the Mets don't need that right now. They, 
they don't need Manny to do anything. They don't need him to work with the young players. They got enough good veterans there. He you know, nothing he can bring him that way. I think it's just Manny trying to be Manny, as they say. Um, there was a no hitter throw in this week, but not a perfect game. Um, John Meads uh, means of the Orioles. Throws a no hitter, nine innings, twenty seven up, twenty seven down. Not a perfect game. Didn't walk anyone. Didn't hit anyone. Strike three got away from the catcher, and the runner went first. He was erased on a double play. So still 27 up, 27 down. Because of the rules in baseball, you get on base, I don't care how. It's not a perfect game. Agree or disagree, Dan? Perfect game or not? I would say according you know, to the rules, no, it is not a perfect game. But – the pitcher did nothing wrong the entire game. Uh, yeah, he didn't give up a walk. Him. Yeah, he didn't hit anybody. Didn't give up a walk. It's, and you know what? I didn't. I didn't hear of when this had happened last. I never heard of it happening. He had changed the rule on it. You know, um, it's kind of like one of those rules. Those guy back in the nineteen teens. I think we talked about it a few a few months ago. Twenty-seven up, twenty-seven down. But he didn't get a perfect game because it was in relief. Because the starting pitcher hit the first guy and got ejected. And that pitcher was Babe Ruth. Hits a guy, gets ejected. Next guy comes in, retires next 27 in a row, but not a perfect game. Or no yeah, hits. It's, 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 almost, it's almost like they should rate the no hitters in order of what type of no hitter it was. Yep. Some guys you know, uh, throw a no hitter, but they still have two hit batsmen and six walks. Right. It's an ugly no hitter, but it still counts. This is, is was as perfect of a no hitter as you can get. Yeah, twenty seven out, twenty seven. I mean, he faced the minimum. You can't do anything better than that. I think Madison Baumgartner's last week should have been a perfect game. Correct. Uh, yes, even though five so innings, seven seven innings. innings was a double header, but yeah. I mean, but then again, you go back to the eighties. Andy Hawkins threw no hitter and lost four nothing because of errors and walks and stuff. Correct. Like that. So, um, boy, that's interesting. And and like you said, with Baumgartner, uh, even though it's seven innings, these are major league hitters uh, that you're getting, uh, you're retiring, yeah. uh, three up, three down. Um, this isn't in the minor leagues. These are this is the best guys at their in their profession, uh, top top guys uh, in major league baseball. And you're going through the lineup, um, the nine hitter or eight guy, you know, might be you know an easier out, but this is still at the major league level. These guys can hit the ball. Uh, yep. That's yeah, still, it's, it's an it's unbelievable feat. Great feat right there. I, yeah, I mean, was it a perfect game? No. Let's go by the rules. No, it wasn't. Um, knowing the rules also, Roberto Alomar uh, had his issues as a player. He's a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame. Played second base for Cleveland and uh, Toronto and Baltimore. Toronto, he had that incident where he spit in the umpire's face. Yes. Arguing. Still made the Hall of Fame. Spit in the guy's face. Well... Robbie Alomar no longer is an ambassador for Major League Baseball. He's been fired by baseball, not kicked out of the Hall of Fame yet. We'll see what cancer culture has to say about that. Robbie Alomar has been fired as a consultant for Major League Baseball and placed on the league's ineligible list after an investigation into an alleged sexual misconduct. Um, I'm not going to sit here and I don't know anything more. That's as much as I know on the story is a, a, a case going on that. Yes, you have to pull them off. You can't be your ambassador right now as you investigate this. I totally understand that and respect that. 
I just hope they don't do something stupid and yank him out of the Hall of Fame for it. Because this happened afterwards, not what he did, yeah. and it didn't affect his play. Um, can I, let's go back and pick a scab. I don't think O.J. Simpson should have been thrown out of the Hall of Fame. What he did or didn't do didn't affect his playing 20 years before that. You know, I, I have problems with them doing that. I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. I think Joe Jackson and the Black Sox should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But, again, we'll do that this winter as a show. Who should be in the Hall of Fame and not and why? Yep, that'd be a good, that'd be a good topic. Um, some other stuff I got here real quick. Uh, word is the Houston Astros were not well received in New York this week by the Yankee fans. Yes. <laughs> they uh, didn't exactly sing happy birthday to Jose Atuve. Um, they mentioned he could do things that are not repeatable here on this show because people listen to it at work and Pastor listens to it, so we can't say what they wanted Jose Altuve to do to himself. <laughs> Figure it out, though. Um, but I guess the Astros are filing a complaint against Major League Baseball for all the harassment they're getting now. You know what? You're grown-ass men. Figure it out. You know, I don't what like it that. I mean, don't file your complaint. Do what you got to do. You, uh, I mean, you were, you were doing the cheating. You got busted for it. And now you're complaining because uh, opposing teams' fans are letting you have it. I, I think yeah. that comes with the territory. You know no. if you're going to go down that road and you're going to win some games, uh, win in the playoffs, win some World Series because of the cheating, there's going to be some payback down the road, and you you have to accept that that's going to come. The guy was dressed up as Oscar the Grouch, wasn't he, in the game? Yeah. One of the fans was dressed up. Yeah. I saw one guy had a, a, a sign, had a, that spork guy from Toy Story 4, and Altuve's face on it said, I am trash. I thought that was great. And it's, and having it's true. Fun with and it. these, the, uh, the other fans should also do this in other parks. Uh, I know they do it a little bit, but the Yankees fans got all the notor- notoriety for this just this last week. And, uh, you know, they put it on a bad, slanted it in a bad, negative way. Uh, for being inappropriate, but I think it was very inappropriate. For what I, the I thought it was fun. Did. It's uh, you got to have some fun with it, uh, and you can't be filing a lawsuit because you don't like the treatment of the fans at the opposing fields. Um, that's what you have to ex- expect. Well, and stadiums are the game. Stadiums are a quarter full, so it echoes more when you sit up by the garbage cans and fans are hitting garbage cans. They, up you the can hallway. hear that. Yep, yep. I saw one guy had a big inflatable garbage can like instead of a beach ball. It was a blow up garbage can they brought. Great. I love it. Every stadium should do that. Sell them. Do that. My word, have fun with it. And yeah. if you're the Astros, all you got to do is laugh at it. You know, so I, I do feel bad for the guys who weren't there with the team then and are there now, and they got to hear Correct. it. I get that. So that's why we kind of, re- this would be hard to say, why I respect the Yankee fans for singling out Altuve. Single out the guys who are on that team. That I'm okay with. Don't harass the other players who weren't there, then they can't help it. Now, the other players that signed on after the fact um, yep. also have to know that going in, that yep. if, if fans are going to let the Astros have it, you know, you, you're the one who signed the line, dotted, on the dotted line to go play for them. You know you're going to face the backlash whether yep. you were with that group or not. So they yep. also have to do that. But it's, I like it when you go after the players that did it. And yep. El Tuve was one of the main instigators. But the Astros as a whole did it. They have no right filing a lawsuit. That's going to get just tossed, tossed out. Well, Tuve, his big one was after he hit that home run, he was holding his shirt. So that was that year everybody was ripping off your jersey. And he, he held it because 
the reports are he was getting beeps in his collar. But his story was because oh. he scored at one of the clubhouse right away. Oh, I just had a new tattoo that wasn't done yet. They didn't want anyone to see it. Yeah. It was B all as Lies upon lies on yeah. top of each other. Yep. Yep. Um, I got a couple of football things. One football note here for some, I got some other stuff. Um, Jawan James of the Broncos, uh, defensive player, was out working out on his own. I don't know if it was in, in, at, at the club he goes to or at his house, or he, but he was not at the Broncos facility working out. Hurt himself. Because he wasn't at the Broncos facility, that could cost him his contract this year of $10 million. Now, unless he had money to burn, if I got $10 million coming my way, and the only way I get that is by going down to the team's facility to work out, I don't care if it's raining, snowing, flooding. I'm going to the team's facility to work out. I'm not lifting a weight at my house. I'm not going to Snap Fitness or Planet Fitness to lift weights. <laughs> I'm only doing it at the club facility. Sorry. Maybe I'm just that way. I don't know. Um, a couple of sports things I got here. NASCAR this weekend is at Darlington. Um, flashback weekend or throwback weekend. Fox, uh, this is Friday night we're recording this. Uh, Fox's SmackDown Wrestling is doing a throwback stuff. I think some, I don't know if other Fox shows are doing it at other events. Uh, WWE's riding NASCAR's coattails on it, or if it's a Fox thing, I don't know. But a lot of old paint schemes will be going on this weekend at NASCAR at Darlington. Uh, Darlington's always a fun track to watch. So let's, if you want to go back and relive the good times, the use of that back then. We could do that then. Um... I got this month, as I get into the person of the week, it's kind of people of the week. Uh, it kind of hits me at home for all of these, really. Um, May is Military Appreciation Month. Um, for those of you who know, I got lots of family who was and is in the military. Uh, father, uncle, brother-in-law, soon-to-be son-in-law, his family, uncles, friends. So... Um, Military stuff is strong to me. It's Friday morning red. We wear red on Fridays to remember everyone deployed. Just remember that. Um, it's nurse appreciation. Um, again, family and friends who are nurses. Some of you have been both so far that I've covered. And also, this week is Teacher Appreciation Week. Um, I'm married to a teacher. My daughter's going to be a teacher now. She's graduated BSU for that. Um, my godparents were teachers, uh, tons of family and friends there are teachers, uh, had great teachers growing up in school. Um, John Etnire, my fifth grade teacher was very inspirational on me in my life. Um, Herb Strom, fourth grade, very inspirational. Lots of other things at like that, but there's also been other teachers in our lives we've all come across. Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits was a teacher. Um, struggled to meet ends meet after college. Dire Straits frontman Mark Knopfler began teaching English. So, a perfectionist guitarist like him teaching English. That's kind of cool. Sting from The Police was a teacher. In fact, uh, his song Don't Stand So Close to Me comes from experiences. He had his, uh, the female students thought he was something special. And this was before he was in. Uh, Bridesmaid or whatever movie he was in. He was also famous in that and became the famous singer and everything else, you know. So Sting was one of those famous uh, teachers. 
A couple others, uh, Dennis DeYoung of Six was a teacher. Um, he said here, before he broke into the mainstream with Sticks, Dennis DeYoung taught music at middle, to middle schoolers in the Chicago suburbs. I came out of college with a degree in education. I was a music teacher. He said, I would go into my 40 minutes in front of my class, then my next audience would come in. I saw teaching as one of the most noblest professions, and it's really undervalued. I don't know why other cultures. So he, he loved it. It was like his little mini class. Brian May of Queen. Um, he was astrophysics. So, which kind of explains a lot there. I'll just let you film the notes there. But the most famous. Cut out a little bit. Hello? Are you there? In the 70s. Uh, go back there. You, you cut out about 10 seconds ago, Andy. Okay, yeah, Gene Simmons, Mr. Klein. His name was Gene Klein. Is his oh, name. yes. Uh, so uh, he uh, was a teacher at New York City's PS75. Uh, Gene Simmons says, quote, the reason I quit after six months is that I discovered the real reason I became a teacher, Simmons said. It was because I wanted to get up and, on stage in front of people to notice me. I had to quit, though, because the stage was small. 40 people was not enough. I wanted 40,000. <laughs> So that's Gene Simmons right there. The teachers, um, the military, the nurses are our people of the week. Thank you to all of them. Um, before we get to the answer, I do have a couple concert notes I want to bring up. Tour dates and changes. July 16th, Guns N' Roses, Target Field. September 28th at the Armory. Megadeth with Lamb of God. That should be a good show. And at Grand Casino Hinkley, Rocktember, it's a music festival, September 10th and 11th. Some of the names already signed up to be there. Skillet, Sebastian Bach, Striper, Lit, Warrant, Stephen Adler of Guns N' Roses, Kicks, Bullet Boys, Riley's L.A. Guns, which is the L.A. Guns, but I think Tracy Guns is gone, but another member kept the name. It's, they just got out of court with it. See on our Facebook page, but sorry, anyways. So it's Riley's LA Guns, uh, Kingdom Come, Pretty Boy Floyd, Dangerous Toys, Def Legend, Def Legend, Hurricane, and Tora Tora. So Rock Timber, Grand Casino Hinkley, September 10th and 11th. Uh, Guns N' Roses date change to July 16th at Tarjay Field. And at the Armory, Megadeth, and Lamb of God. And as always, check Medina Entertainment Center for their concerts. Thursdays, they have free ones out on the patio. Uh, and don't forget to go to Robert's for something to eat afterwards. That is me. Uh, Jacob DeGrom didn't miss a start this week because of soreness in his side. I'm not worried about it. So he misses a start. Life goes on. Um, I'm not worried about it. So we'll just relax on that one. Well, do I miss a start? Who cares? Just don't miss a start in August, or September, October, Jacob. That's all I ask. That's what I got. Your trivia answer, sir, before we get to your album of the week. Trivia question this week was the uh, – tomorrow on Saturday is the big final four for FCS football, college football here in the spring due to the pandemic. Yep. Uh, some good games. They're going to start at, I think, 11 o'clock and then 2.30 in the afternoon, both games on ESPN. The championship 
will be May 16th, I believe, on that Sunday. And you're going to do a preview um, on that, Andy. I got it right here. Just a second. You keep talking. I'll get my screen up here. And so the final four teams are, it's South Dakota State versus Delaware. Yep. And there it is. it's going to be Sam Houston versus James Madison. So good games here this weekend. Uh, losers go home. Winners advance for the championship game. That's a 1 o'clock start on Sunday, May 16th. South Dakota State has been to the semifinals twice in the past, lost both times. Uh, here they find themselves in the semifinal again. If they win tomorrow, it'll be the best, farthest this team has ever gone in the history of the school. Uh, but they'd lost twice before reaching this game. Who did they lose to is the question. Do you have any and thoughts, one Andy? Of them has to be the, one of them has to be the Bison. That's correct. One of them, North Dakota State, beat them in the semifinals a couple years back. And the other one, who's the other one? Try to think of other teams the Bison have played who they might have lost to to get into that then. You're on the right blank. track. There's been so many, I'm going blank. Um, Sam Houston? No, close. James Madison is the other oh. team. James Madison. They find themselves always in the running. And in fact, I watched that game two years ago, one of the best college football endings I've ever seen in the FCS when they lost to the Bison. But boy, they made it close. They are in there. They beat South Dakota State. So the only actual unranked team in the Final Four is Delaware that doesn't have an actual ranking next to them. And they're undefeated. And they're, they're undefeated. 5-0 coming into in the playoffs. Now they've won a couple games. They're 7-0. So when they won last week, was it an upset? Because a lot of teams didn't get a lot of games in because of COVID and the late start. So Delaware was 5-0 coming in. In fact, um, they were actually ranked fifth coming into the playoffs. And I'll, I'll show you my rankings here. Um, oops, my button here. I'll click down the rest of my rankings. I showed you the schedule. Here is the rankings, the last rankings going into as of April 18th. James Madison was one. There's Sodak, Weber State. There's Delaware at five. They're actually ahead of the Bison coming into the playoffs. Five and oh, undefeated. So, is it an upset that they won those games and got in? Who knows? That's, no, that's what, the interesting thing is here is the three, three of the four remaining teams in the FCS are undefeated. Yes. The only team that, that isn't or undefeated has one loss, but yet that's South Dakota State. They're the number one uh, seed in the tournament, and they're the only team with a loss. Now, their loss came to NDSU. I believe, right, uh, that they lost to the Bison early on. And that's their only no, loss. No, they, 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 did, they beat the Bison. Oh, South they Coast did. State. So who was their loss to earlier then? I do not know. So they have yeah. one loss. The other teams in the field are yeah. undefeated, and yet still they're still the number one. So the rankings, I don't want to call it uh, a little hokey, but uh, it's, you don't have to put a lot of weight on that. Delaware could win that game tomorrow yes. over the Jackrabbits. Uh, and the other, the other matchup – Sam Houston and James Madison, boy, I think that's a 50-50 uh, coin flip to determine that game. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. And one could argue that the winner of that game is more than likely going to win the title on the 16th. But that should be fun. Uh, I did like this tournament the way it played out here in the spring with nothing else getting in its way. It was good. Now, speaking of sports. Uh, South Dakota State, they lost to North Dakota back in February. North Dakota. So it was UND. That yep. uh, and they were also in the uh, they had a really good team. Yeah, they were in the playoffs too and lost. So yeah, 
So their only loss was to a top uh, top ranked uh, team, and yep. uh, so that's that's it's going to be interesting. So the Saints and the minor league teams all started this week. They're playing these six game series instead of yep. a three year two or a four game series. They're playing six day off, six again. So should be fun to watch that. The Twins announced they bring up Trevor Larnich in the outfielder, uh, an outfielder from the Saints. They're going to bring him up for the Twins. Twins Byron Buxton has been placed on the ten day injured list because of a hip injury and so the numbers he's putting up is is very good but injured his injured his hip and so he'll be down for 10 10 days rehabbing that trevor larnich is the number three prospect in all of twins minor league farm system so he'll be playing the outfield fun to watch nonetheless uh, twins don't have many wins and here's my stat of the week andy the twins are playing a weekend series with the detroit tigers in a matchup of the league's two worst teams. Detroit has, oh Detroit has nine wins. The Twins have 11. Everyone else in the Major League Baseball has uh, 12 or 13 or more. So it's a bottom feeder. We can call this the toilet bowl uh, if we want to this early in the season. The two worst teams are going to be slugging it out in Comerica Park. Tigers and Twins. And... That should be interesting. But, yeah, both, both teams are the lowest number of wins in all of Major League Baseball. They're going to go head-to-head this week. That should be interesting. And then as far as baseball, amateur is now a couple weeks in. Uh, I've been covering the DRS League, the Crow River League. And for those following Federal League, over 35 baseball in the state of Minnesota, they'll be kicking off here this weekend as well with a lot of games on Saturday, tomorrow. Who was the player you said the Twins called up? Trevor Larnich. Okay. Because uh, as of right now, the Twins are up 2-0. Uh, garlic and Polanco with solo home runs. Kyle Garlic with the homer. Yep, leadoff home run. Put him in the one spot. Well, that's very good. So we got the album of the week coming up. Uh, yes, what do you got? The album of the week this week is The Smithereens, album number 11. That's actually the title of the album, 11. It's called Smithereens 11. It's the third studio album by the American rock band the smithereens released in october 1989 and here i'll bring it up i'm not i wouldn't call myself a big smithereens fan but i would say this week when i heard this song it was the actual reason i wanted to do this album here it is here's the album there smithereens number 11. This includes the Billboard Top 40 single, A Girl Like You. This was the song that I was uh, playing on the radio. Yeah. Very good rock song. I think everyone knows it. And mm-hmm. the album was certified gold in 1990. The title was inspired by the film Ocean's Eleven. Oh. No, not, not the recent movie, uh, Ocean's Eleven, but the 1960 original movie, Ocean's Eleven. Now, because they liked the Eleven so much, they did admit that it did get a little push to help naming because of the spinal tap line, turn it up because this one goes to 11. Yep. Volume knob. So kind of a tongue in cheek there with the 11. It's only the third album, but it is called um, 11. For those of you not familiar with the Smithereens, uh, their band called it a, a cross between basically ACDC meets the Beatles. Uh, it's kind of a lot more pop. Fair enough. It's not heavy metal, but the uh, the song, uh, A Girl Like You, very good rock song. The Girl Like You, the song was written by De- uh, Denizio. Now, uh, Pat Denizio is the guitarist and uh, vo- vocalist 
and guitar. He wrote it while he was on assignment from Cameron Crowe to write a song for the movie film, uh, the film Say Anything. He wanted that something to be on the soundtrack from the Smithereens. He writes the song, A Girl Like You. Denizio based the lyrics on a bits of dialogue in the screenplay that took place in the movie. But when the film's producer asked Denizio to change the lyrics, because it revealed too much of the plot, he refused and said, no thanks, I'll keep the song, song for myself, we'll put it on our next album. We don't want to put it on the, uh, on the soundtrack. So he turned it down. <laughs> so he said, well, keep it for our next album. So now it's on there. That was the biggest hit. Boy, if that would have been on a soundtrack, it was huge. So he didn't want to change and alter the lyrics. It's a good, very good song. So uh, they put it on there. Also, the harmony vocals on that song was supposed to be done by Madonna. Oh. She scheduled to come in. She'd never showed that day in the studio. Shocking. Um, she failed to show up for the recording session. Instead, they, they got Maria Vidal. Maria Vidal does the background vocals on that song. That song peaked at number two on the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart. chart. This is more of a mainstream band. You'll see uh, songs uh, that they'll, they'll use here in romantic comedies and more popular. Not the kind of stuff here that we do album reviews on with hard rock or heavy metal. Yeah. But it did uh, land on number three in the modern rock chart. Uh, it was the first top 40 entry into the Billboard Hot 100 for the band. And it peaked at number 38 and spent 20 weeks on the charts. Here's the band members. Pat Denizio, vocals, guitar. Jim Babjack, guitar. Dennis Dyken, drums. And Mike Masaros on the bass. Here's a track listing. Girl Like You, song number one. Next song is Blues Before and After. Song three is Blue Period. Blue Period. Background vocals on that is Belinda Carlisle. Oh, all right. Song three. Go goes. Song, uh, song four is Baby Be Good. Song five is Room Without a View. Song six is Yesterday Girl. Song seven is Cut Flowers. Song eight, William Wilson. Song nine is Maria Elena. And song 10 finally is Kiss Your Tears Away. Running time for the album is 33 minutes, 57 seconds. Quick album, 34 minutes. Very basic as the top one that they had. Uh, this was released in 1989, recorded in Los Angeles. Uh, but yeah, Belinda Carlisle there, Madonna, um, the Say Anything soundtrack, Cameron Crowe, a lot of tie-ins to, uh, I think people that, uh, the listening audience here is going to put a face yeah. to a name with some of these familiar faces. That's right. That's all I've got for music and the album of the review. And I think that's all I've got for, uh, for sports. Uh, what is the twin score, Andy? Was it two nothing? It was two nothing bottom of the second. Speaking of teachers, we did mention, um, what I also want to mention is a story on our Facebook page. Uh, film coming out, independent film. You can watch it online. There's a link to it. The film on Jim Rashke, also known as Baron Von Rashke from the AWA, uh, had some comments online, and also the missus reminded me that Mr. Rashke used to be a substitute teacher in the Prior Lake schools. Um, my lovely bride did go to school with the Rashke children. Uh, one was ahead of her, one was behind her in grade, so she wasn't in the same class, but they were there. 
Um, so, but Mr. Rash, he does have a film coming out called The Claw. Kind of neat. That was his thing. Um, so fans of that, you can see a link on our Facebook page for that, to follow that. It's an independent film festival going down in downtown. You can also watch it online because of all the things going on right now. People would rather watch stuff online, which is fine. This is fine. Um, you know, go outside. Fine. You know, it's up to you. So that's that. So I'll push that one last one. Again, a big thank you to teachers, military, uh, nurses, really anybody and everybody right now the last year plus we've been going on, everybody keeping your head above water and helping each other keep your head above water. Hats off. Hats off to all those folks. Uh, thanks for all, all what you do. Uh, that's all I've got. So remember to keep your comments and questions and requests down below. Happy Mother's Day this weekend to all you moms out there. Yes, coming up on Sunday, Mother's Day. Oh, Dan just said that looked like crap. I gotta buy a card now. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. She listens. Right. Just say happy Mother's Day to your mom. She listens. There, you're covered. A lot of, a lot of listeners here. Uh, we've got a lot of the female mothers uh, on the listening audience here. Yes. Thank That's you to all of you this week. Thanks, thanks everyone, and have a good week. And I'll talk to you in the post-show production meeting, sir. Yes. All right.